My... my name is Merida. I'm 30... Age. We seek out the survivors of the hive in the dead of night, hunting our prey by the glow of muzzle flashes and smouldering homes. Age. No, wait! Um, blood, blood for the blood cut! Blood for the blood cut! He wasn't that old. For him to assume a host, we must sacrifice someone born under the same sign, the same birth date and hour. The process is laborious. Some assistance, Commander. Help him. I walk over and pull a service tag from a thrall. Please, I, I can pay you. Don't, don't do this. Please don't do this. I look down at the boy. He trembles under my boot. Please, I can pay you. Don't do this. Please don't do this. Seb, they're not here. They're practically children. Hurry it up. Hylas just killed them all. We're not going to find... Take them! I aim. My heart skips a beat. Not your day. Not like this. Not like this. No, please. No, not like this. Commander. What is it? The birth records were folly, but church records carry a catalogue of baptisms from migrants. It may offer a lead. Go. And take Rudolph. Cops, God, we walk your hallowed halls. Smite me if you dare. Riovi tips over chalices and tears pages from the holy books, acting like a mischievous child as she bounds through the pews. How are you not bursting into flames? <laughs> you flatter me. She points at the ornaments decorating the church. The Ecclesiarchy. It's an ostentatious presentation of false idols. Doesn't it disgust you? All faith disgusts me. Come, desecrate this place. I have my duties. Talk all you want about duty. When was the last time you felt such savage, cold-like pleasure? Perimeter's secure. Hurry up and let's go. <laughs> so eager to run away, eager to abandon us again, you lack the stomach for the truth. The stomach for truth? How's this then? I never liked you, Ryovi. I hated the way you snuck around in the shadows with your pithy little riddles. I should have put a gun to your head when you took my brother's ear with your sensational, superstitious slag of a faith. I am nothing if not loyal. When this is over, I'll be in charge. When that happens, no amount of loyalty or black magic will protect you from me. Whatever helps you sleep at night. I look to the front of the church. The head of the Aquila bends and looks at me. Its eyes begin to weep purple cream. 
with a patronizing gaze. Ah, he is here, anchored to you. His spirit taints this place. Go ahead, say hello to your brother. An illusion. Must be poisoned incense. Some sort of imperial trap. You need not fear. I'm not afraid. In ancient times, men once trembled at the sound of the wolf. But before that, do you know what he feared? The dark. The witch takes my hand and presses something into it. I look down and see a focusing lens, a flat orb of glass. Good night. <laughs> the church candles begin to sputter out one by one, and a chill runs up my spine. Commander. You've commandeered this estate? Door was wide open. Where are the tenants? In the Tepidarium. Slit their wrists when they heard us coming. I see. You left the battlefield quickly. I wondered what happened. The witch gave me a bad feeling. Such are her ways. Ever since she arrived, I, I should have shot her on the spot, before she got Sable's ear. Oh, she wants me dead. I'm sure of it. I don't. It was our mutual friendship that kept me sane. I cherished those times. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Ah, looking at this, eh? The witch gave it to me. It used to be Sable's. Perhaps her sick way of trying to make nice with a memento from dear old brother. You know the thing about brothers, Seb. They manipulate you. They always guilt you into helping them out when, in fact, they're never there when you need them. You bail them out of things, fight for them. But when you say no, they dismiss you. They call you sad, angry empty. And in the end, they make you do what they want anyway. Not all brothers. He walks to the tepidarium and leans over the tub. He takes the bloody hand of the woman inside and turns it over, running his fingers along her palm. Quietly, his face moulds and takes on a feminine smoothness. Sable said that with the lens, you could find the secret meaning in all things. Books, people, their inner beauty. Did he ever let you look through it? Yes. What did he see? His face shifts back to the scarred man I've known. That men like us are like stones. You can polish us 
but you'll never hide the cracks underneath. Look through it. Seb, I'm not going to... I reluctantly take the lens and look through it. The proportions of the room bend and twist like a carnival mirror. Reality just a hint askew. Let me tell you a story. It's from the War of Flies, back when famine gnawed away at my homeworld of Laphis. Back then, a scholar was incarcerated by the Ecclesiarchy, owing to the reputation of being a sorcerer. The famine was so severe that the prisoners of the jail had begun to resort to cannibalism. Soon after the scholar's arrival, well, the inmates fell upon the weak old man to fill their stomachs. Through the shine of the lens I see a ghostly sphere, a mirage. Shortly after, the inmates guilty of his murder began seeing the specter of a monstrous black dog haunting up and down the halls of the prison. I squint to see the details as it floats through the room. This entity killed and consumed those responsible one by one, until the last survivors, driven mad by fear, either killed themselves or broke out of the prison and escaped. And the Black Hound followed. Through the lens, the room twists and bends. I scoff at the idea that this trinket could unearth secrets and mysteries. <laughs> Superstitious fools. They haven't even the slightest suspicion that I had... <coughs> the shape flickers in the moonlight, hobbling towards me in the guise of a man. Its eyes burn bright with fire. No. No! Get back! No! No! I drop the lens, and it vibrates before vanishing. I clutch my hand over my heart, seeing him. You saw him. It was him, wasn't it? It couldn't be. Couldn't be. Sable. A puzzle. Hmm. Administratum archives indicate a lead which would match the proposed matrix. This is for your review. What is the source? A chapter house. Hmm. This is accurate? All variables match. The perfect host. An Astartis. Hi everyone, Colin here. Thank you so much for listening to this production of Hounds of Bedlam. If this is your first time tuning in, 
Cold Open Stories produces a wide range of content, including short stories, audio dramas, writing contests, and web-based collaborative fiction. On our website, you'll find unofficial stories set in the universe of Warhammer 40,000, where you, the listener, audition to play the parts. You can even submit your own tales. All levels of experience are welcomed, and these are fan productions, so whether you're a writer, actor, or disillusioned heretic, check us out at coldopenstories.com or on social media for the latest release. This episode was written and directed by Colin DeGraff, with music composed by Robert Renato Hack. Cover art by Orniris Terenzi. In this episode, you heard Cliff Chapman, Damon Alums, Sue Ling Chan, Nick Ewan, and Nina Nikolic. Supporting voices by Eleanor Anwen, Paul Hikari, William Nunn, Chris Colon, Alex Ross, Michael Langan, and Nicholas Allaire. Additional voices by Sierra Benning, Shay Shell, Kay Marcus, Natalie Winters, Andre Giles, Michael Michael Holden, Luke Edens, and Brandon Simmons. Now before you go, please consider sharing what we do in your network. It's a great way to build community and share stories worth telling. Without you, none of this is possible. So please spread the signal and we look forward to seeing you for our next story.